You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Wednesday, June 15th. As always, I'm your host with sometimes occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You can follow me on Twitter at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O, or at L-O underscore Padres if you want to have those live tweets and memes and dreams and sometimes the occasional interaction over on Padres Twitter. Uh, and then also, of course, follow on YouTube wearing and my crazy hairdo. Um, and as always, thank you for making Lockdown Padres your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. On today's episode, guys, we are not going to be doing any recaps of the Chicago series. Going to save all of my thoughts for Friday's episode, actually, on the four-game set. And instead, over these next few days, with the exception of Monday, uh, just doing some fun other stuff. All right, And today, we're doing my personal picks for the American League and National League All-Star Game. So far as of right now, the ballots are open, and I got to do it. Because all the cool kids are doing it. You know what I mean? I mean, look, guys, we're like a month, two months into the season. At some point, I got to take a break from giving the daily recaps and the takes. You know what I mean? Sometimes the data and all this stuff, sometimes not much else I have to add, you know? And don't get me wrong, there's going to be. We're we're, we're closing in on trade deadline season, so there's going to be plenty to talk about. But for today, I thought it'd be fun just to give my personal picks for the American League and National League All-Star Game. Personally, what I usually do is I don't only go by stats because I think that's been one flaw about baseball is that when you're having arguments, uh, you don't have that, you know, as my buddy Miller Thomas has said before on crossover podcast, you don't have that barber shop, you don't have that bar, uh, you know, sort of chatter where people are debating like all the clutch and this and that. Oftentimes, people get into a just, all right, well, this guy's OPS is bigger, and so is the slugging. You don't get as much into the intangibles. And in my opinion, the All-Star Game is a perfect area where you can start bringing in your intangibles and all of your biased reasons, right? To a degree. So what I usually do is I usually separate. I'll look at some basic stats and whatnot. Who's got a higher war? who's slugging more, you know, all this sort of stuff. Then I also, if it's not too much of a discrepancy, i.e. someone has a 980 OPS and you're putting in someone with a 750 OPS, right? For example, then if it's like 980 versus 950, that that type of range, now if the guy has intangibles, then I like putting them in. And I think that you're going to see what I mean with the first position, which we're going to get into, which is first base. All right. And let's start first with the American League really quickly. Uh, I struggled with this one because in a few plate appearances, G-Man Choi has actually been pretty great for the Tampa Bay Rays. I love him doing his splits and stuff. So I actually wouldn't mind seeing him in the All-Star game. And when he has been healthy, he's been effective. You've got Vladdy, obviously, right? He's been fantastic this year. Anthony Rizzo has been fun in the sense of just being a short porch king over in that Yankee Stadium ballpark and kind of, hey, in fairness, taking advantage of it, right? He's taking advantage of signing with the Yankees and tinkering a swing to hit for power to one area of the ballpark that's easiest for the ball to get out of the ballpark. So I have to give him credit for that. There's been plenty of decent players this year for sure among first basemen. Kind of disappointed to see Spencer Torkelson a top 10 prospect heading into the season and kind of the big hope for the Detroit Tigers who basically haven't had anything. Uh, And he's been disappointing. But for me, 
Oh, and then the last ones, of course, you know, you got Jose Abreu in there and you've got Luis Arias, who's just a classic type of player. Not a lot of home runs, only three on the season, but batting an average and on base king. He's been really big for the Twins. But for me, I am voting for Ty France because on top of his 893 OPS, which is tops at the position. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, tops at the position. He's a combination of power and contact ability, playing good defense, and has been the one thing about the Mariners that has not been disappointing, right? In terms of all the players, right? Julio Rodriguez, at least he, he did have a stumble out of the gate. Maybe it wasn't his fault. He had hit a lot of hard, you know, line drives and whatnot, and he was getting a little bit unlucky. But Ty France the whole way through has been awesome for them. And also former Padre. Yes, everybody, Austin Nola. That trade, man, hurts every day. The universe in which Ty France is the first baseman for the Padres and not the ground ball gremlin. Oh, 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 that's a world I love to live in. You know, you know, in like Doctor Strange, when there's like that one spoiler alert, I guess there's that one variant universe that's like full of flowers and happiness and whatnot. And that like you don't have to pay for food and whatnot. Yeah, that's that's what I, I imagine the universe is where Ty France is the first baseman instead. Uh, so that's my pick for the American League. And then for the National League, this is my prime example of voting for intangibles over um, probably who the player has been better. Obviously not going to be voting for the Padres for a baseman here. Not going to be doing Rowdy Telez of the much maligned, at least for me, uh, Milwaukee Brewers, or even Freddie Freeman. It basically comes down to Pete Alonzo or Mr. Paul Goldschmidt. And also another one worth... Um, bringing up here is Christian Walker, who I'm actually going to be writing for Just Baseball, an article, a fun article at some point. Uh, one, just about how he's been a, secretly a very good player for the Diamondbacks, and two, how a fake trade that would never happen of getting him on the Padres and swapping out the ground ball gremlin who must not be named, right? That's actually really fun. His ISO, all of his BABIP stuff, he's been, I think Christian Walker's been underrated for the Diamondbacks. But for me, this is Pete Alonzo because Pete Alonzo is a king. He is. This is a man who went out last year and won the home run derby, bumping Nas and Biggie and Mob Deep as he did it. I love that. I've watched a bunch of Mets games this year whenever the Padres aren't on, and he just seems like he's got that intangible factor. And it's been there for most of the season. He's got an edge to him. He's got some game winners too. Goldschmidt has been awesome for sure. But I also like to think into account that there's just something sexy about this Mets team. And I think a lot of people are going to feel the same, which is why Alonzo is probably going to win this vote, if we're being honest. Um, but now let's go to second base. Really quick. And I'm already taking a lot of time here. So let's let's try and uh, speed it up just a little bit. You got Altuve. You got Santiago Espinal, who's been a nice surprise this year for the Blue Jays. Second base in the American League really hasn't been all that great. Marcus Simeon, you would think, hands down favorite here. But... I, I don't know, man. I mean, he just hasn't been very good. He's only been heating up recently. Uh, Miller and I actually talked about that recently, that I thought that he was almost too bad for it to keep. I thought that he was going to have a bounce back in a major way. Um, but for right now, I got to go Jose Altuve. As tempted as I am to go with Glaber Torres, just because it's been fun how many big-time hits that guy has had. How do I know this? I follow a lot of Yankees fans, everybody. I grew up in the tri-state area. A lot of big-time hits for that team. It's still Altuve. He's been great for one of the best teams in the American League, despite how much everybody hates him. And then for the National League, um, guys, I want so bad to go with Jake Cronenworth. Uh, he's been solid when it comes to defense, right? He's been able to play some multiple positions. He's played first base, but he really has been disappointing. He just hasn't had as many multi-hit games as usual. He's not walking as much. I'd love 
to put Padres legend Jake Cronenworth on there. And you got, you got Ozzy Albies, who's kind of the big name brand here. But I actually think that this one is the easiest one to vote. It's Jazz Chisholm. And I would vote for Chaz, Jazz Chisholm among almost all position players, non-Padres. If we were just doing a top players I want to see in the All-Star game, it's Jazz Chisholm. He's been fun. He's been spicy. And all those reports about the locker room stuff. You know what? I'm going to save that for after the break. We're going to talk about that really quickly, guys. But before we talk about that, all right, and my theory on the Jazz Chisholm, I'm just getting my theories on all this kind of talk about him in the locker room and him not being the best teammate necessarily. Let me first talk to you about something that is about teamwork, all right? Because it might be for your special someone. That's BlueNile.com, guys. The original online jeweler, high-income adults, primarily males, 25-plus. They might be looking to get engaged. But that's only primarily, guys. Whoever you are, we can convert you into a Blue Nile customer. Celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement piece of their dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece from wedding jewelry like engagement rings and bands to diamond jewelry, cocktail rings, gemstone necklaces, whatever they have you covered. So whatever it is, wedding jewelry, you, you want to pop a question? You know what I'm saying? Then they got you covered, man. You know what I'm saying? They got you covered. It's really great. It's really great. Um, and because you're listening to this podcast, guys, you can make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports listeners. You get a $50 off purchases, $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes, includes all of you. That's right. This isn't a limited time thing. You know what I'm saying? This isn't just like, oh, they've only, they're only doing this for like a couple of days. No, you're listening to this podcast, so they got you covered, guys. And you use the code locked on to do so. That's code locked on. And plus, on top of all that, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever piece. Go to bluenile.com today. Mm. I've been running out of 100 miles an hour so far. Jeez Louise. <laughs> oh, doctor. Let's continue, everybody. I want to talk about Jazz Chisholm really quickly in the sense that there's been some reports that he doesn't get along with teammates and that, you know, he's he's got a little bit of an ego and that they don't necessarily like the way he acts and all these sort of things. Little kind of filters out that it's about Jazz Chisholm. Here's my thing. Some naysayers will say he's got too much of an ego and it's disrupting clubhouse chemistry. And that is a fair opinion in the sense that, yeah, you don't want people who think that it's all about them, Right. My issue is that the sports of baseball, I do not trust when it comes to these type of stories. Let me explain. This is the same sport that a little over a month ago, Freddie Freeman came out and said that he basically had to teach the right way for Ronald Acuna that you don't wear your glasses over the A, that you don't wear your hair that long, and that you don't wear eye black, i.e. a dude named Freddie is telling a black dude to not, you know, do what he wants to do necessarily and do there's a lot in baseball culture that is whether intentionally on certain individual players whether they mean it or not kind of gatekeepy and a fringe it's kind of insensitive and it's insulting you're kind of in, excluding other cultures and how they act you don't don't do your little you know jazz chisholm he does the euro step and whatnot you don't do that stuff his his blue hair that he has right so don't get me wrong it's possible that Jazz Chisholm could be a jerk and that there is happens all the time. There are plenty. There are some former Padres that we know about that were clubhouse problems. Right. And that it actually was legitimate that they were really not a good influence on the team. 
but it's just generally default. I do not trust baseball on these issues for the aforementioned reason with Freddie Freeman and other reasons I could point to so many other of baseball culture. Just like, I don't know if it's them saying we don't like a confident black dude versus them being like, actually, he really is a jerk. You know what I'm saying? My experience with baseball, that's what it's done to people. Uh, like myself. That's what it feels like. They're very exclusionary for that. So when it comes to that, I'm ignoring all that jazz is lit. Um, let's go to third base now. I'm thinking Evan Longoria for this one. Uh, I think Evan Longoria has been fantastic. And just considering where his career was at one point uh, for him to have that 737 OPS has been great. And then actually right after him, probably Nolan Arenado, 850 OPS. He's got 11 home runs. He's been driving in a lot of guys. So Arenado is my pick there. Of course it isn't. All right. Did I get you? Of course, I didn't get you. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows it's Manny Machado, who is currently the National League MVP, as far as I'm concerned. Second in F4, only to Aaron Judge at the time of this recording, which I'm recording uh, a few days ago by the time you guys are listening to this. Currently leading in F4. Good defense, although in fairness, not as incredible as it has been in the past. Like incredible, incredible platinum glove. But on top of that, Padres team needed him. He should be one of the top vote getters as far as I'm concerned, just in terms of overall value. And then in the American League, um, oh, I forgot about the American League. There's not a lot of fun players here. I do like Eugenio Suarez because he's on my fantasy team and he's been surprisingly good and clutch for the Mariners hitting big home runs to tie games, including some game winners. Um, there's not a lot of guys here. Let me tell you, uh, you probably have to go with, oh yeah, that's right. Jose Ramirez, who probably is still overall the best third baseman in baseball in terms of his defense and offense, signing that big contract extension before the season and not making them regret it for a second OPS over a thousand. Uh, he's been fantastic. Now let's move on to shortstop. Uh, shortstop, let's start with the American League real quick because it's tough actually. It's actually pretty tough, this one. I genuinely, this is one of those where I would be totally cool with like three, four, hold on, one, two, three, four guys. And that's Tim Anderson, Xander Bogarts, Carlos Correa, and JP Crawford. Correa's out because not enough sample size. So I'm actually going to limit it down to three. Bo Bichette, a little bit of a slow start for him. But Tim Anderson, JP Crawford, and Xander Bogarts. Bogarts has been awesome for the Red Sox. He's entering a, a contract year as well. I love that as well. Um, and then you've got JP Crawford, who has just been so fun because of how out of nowhere it is. So he would be my second place guy. But for me, Tim Anderson, one of the most lit players in the league. I talked about a little bit with the Josh Donaldson incident. Um, I'm going to say right now that there's been currently, literally while I'm recording this, a developing story with Tim Anderson. And some alleged, you know, off the field kind of uh, infidelity stuff. And that is obviously really bad. Of course, I don't know the full details. It's not fully known. But I did notice he deleted his Instagram, which is not necessarily the best of signs. So I will say one thing, just because this is one error and that Tim Anderson is incredibly bad, if these things are true, that is an absolute piece of crap move to pull. That does not mean that his issue with Josh Donaldson is all of a sudden that he's wrong about that. Because I believe he's right. And I believe that um, white people should not be calling black people something that they don't want to be called that has connections to race, especially. You know what I mean? And I think that that's problematic on a number of ways. And because also when Tim Anderson called himself that, go read the full piece, a little bit more nuance in there. You know what I'm saying? And a white dude shouldn't be lecturing a black dude about, you know who he idolizes and whatnot. Black, it's just, yes, guys, there is nuance to this stuff. Black dude says that to Tim Anderson. It's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. 
Donaldson needs to stop. And also, maybe not a not in as many teams over the last few years as Donaldson has. Um, but anyway, over in the National League for shortstops. Ah, uh, man, it's funny because in terms of just OPS and stuff, uh, Trey Turner has been one of the leaders there. And he is a former Padre. But for me... I'm going Francisco Lador. You guys know, with the exception of Tatis, my favorite shortstop in the league and one of my favorite players in the league. He's had a nice bounce back season and he's been on fire for a little bit um, while now playing good defense, even though not necessarily his all-star best glove in the league defense. He's been awesome for one of the sexiest teams in the league. Trey Turner wouldn't mind that vote. He's been great too, but he actually is a little bit down on the league this year. He's actually been a little bit down compared to what he was last year with his MPP stuff. And of course, even if he is a former Padre, can't do no Dodger loving on this podcast. You must be outside your mind, man. Get out of here with that nonsense. Let's do catcher now. Let's do catcher. Uh, with catcher, let's start with the American League here. Um, Let's see. Who do we even have to vote? I think that the guy who's going to end up winning this is Jose Trevino. Uh, just because he's a Yankee and he's been really big in big spots. I know that he had a walk-off uh, hit the other day. Salvador Perez, amazingly, you would this is probably his to lose, and he has lost it, only a 673 OPS. He's striking out a lot more this year and not balancing it enough with his walk rate that he had a little bit decent amount of walks last year. Certainly the on base and the batting average hasn't lined up, and it's not like he's hitting a ton of home runs. He's got nine, which is solid, especially for catchers, and certainly would be better than currently what the Padres have. I'd love Salvador Perez and the Padres, but uh, just has not been great there. Um, and Yasmani Grandal, one of my favorite players in the sense that, one, I appreciate him sticking up for Tim Anderson when that whole situation unfolded, but also he, um, he was just so funny last year how low his batting average was. And then how unbelievable his walk rate was, right? Like, it was just unbelievable. Let me see if I could check that really quickly. Uh, just to give a perspective roster. Let's see. Catcher. Can I find it really quickly? Yasmani Grandal. Uh, last year hit 200, but had a 429 on base. <laughs> or hold on, hold on. 240 with a 420 on base. And then he hit 23 home runs. That's insane. <laughs> 87 walks to 82 strikeouts. That's just nuts. But uh, he's been having a bad season. For me, I guess I'm going to go with, um, I don't know, actually. I kind of want to go Jonah Heim because he's been really solid and more of a sample size for the Rangers. But let's just go Jose Trevino. Been more fun of a story, I think. Um, and then in the National League, again, this is, again, there's been a lot of weird, like the top ranked position player just has really fallen off this year for uh, especially for catcher here. I don't know. Uh, it's it's going to be Wilson Contreras, not necessarily the most exciting pick, but a great catcher. And I know that Padres fans want the Padres to trade for him because they definitely have a little bit of a, sh a short area in catcher right now. I don't think they will because I also think Campizano could be the future, but nonetheless, it's Contreras. He's been awesome. Now let's do outfield. This is the tricky part. This is the tricky part, guys. Let me give first the American League before we take a break. Uh, man. Man, man, man. I think it's three players per league here. I'm going to do one of them as George Springer, if I can vote for him. Because George Springer rules. I don't see him here. Where is he? Where's George Springer? I can't find him. Is he not on here? Come on. George Springer's been awesome this year. George Springer. I love saying his name like that. Where's George Springer? All right, I don't see him. But, uh, oh, there he is. George Springer is going to be one of them because he's been really consistent. Great leadoff hitter. Uh, really fun player to watch, too, every time I turn into Blue Jays games. Love him. And then my next player, 
is going to be Julio Rodriguez. Or I want to put Julio Rodriguez. I don't know if I can, though. I don't know if I can. You got to put Aaron Judge. Judgment Day, uh, 24 home F4 player in the league hitting them all the time. He's probably hit more by the time you guys are watching this episode. And contract year, after the Yankees so publicly like, kind of leaked and made it get out there what they were offering him, and for him to just be like, okay, cool, I'm going to go get myself even more money. Got to give credits to the boy right there. And then lastly, no, you can make a case for Andrew Benatendi because, you know, future Padre, I don't know. But I'm actually going to go... You could go Giancarlo Stanton just for the fact that his his numbers are unbelievable when he hits the ball uh, super far. Taylor Ward, really fun story for the Angels this year. But you got it's Mike Chara or Julio Rodriguez for me because Julio Rodriguez, really fun. I love that he's become a speed demon after not being uh, ranked that way, right? So instead, you know what? Screw it. Again. Uh, mm, uh, I want to go Julio Rodriguez so bad because he's so much fun to watch. Screw it. I'm going Julio Rodriguez. Sue me. Mike Trout's probably going to win this anyway, and he deserves to uh, over any of the guys, basically, with the exception of of, um, Aaron Judge on here. He's been awesome, and the Angels have been awesome, too. So, again, outfield is always very easy to put around, but I love Julio Rodriguez, so I'm putting him in there. Um, Before we get into my picks for the National League and the pitching, before we wind this down, guys, let me quickly talk to you about Something very important, guys. A product I use literally every day, Athletic Greens. I started taking it because I want to optimize my immune system and just feel a little bit great in the morning. I think that's what's really important. And what is it exactly? One delicious scoop of Athletic Greens. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. It's really great, guys. And on top of that, it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, contains one less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting good. I mean, that's just, just important right there. You know, it's got to taste good, man. And right now it's time to reclaim your health, guys. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. But that's not all, guys. Let me quickly tell you and remind you, as always, BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info from basketball finals. And hopefully by the time you guys are listening to this, it's Javi from the past. Hopefully the Warriors won. Hate Boston. Hopefully the Warriors won. Uh, The NHL Hockey Conference Finals and obviously Major League Baseball. Latest fighting news from the MMA to UFC and boxing. They've got you covered. Head to the website today or use your your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline where the game starts. Let's keep it moving, ladies and gentlemen. National League, outfield. Hmm. <laughs> as tempting as it would be to put Will Myers, because he is our boy, has not been having a good season so far. In fact, it's funny because despite only coming back recently, 
Ronald Acuna has got to be on there. I mean, 943 OPS, he's hitting for home runs, and he stole like two bases in his first game. He's just back, man. He's just been back. And, you know, you've got some other really solid players. Nick Cassianos actually hasn't been all that amazing so far for the Phillies. Only seven home runs, batting 250. He's going to get it going at some point. Maybe by the time the All-Star game gets here, he'll be much better. Um, Tyler O'Neill having a bad season. Jerkson Profar? potentially being a guy that could make it on there. I want to vote Seiya Suzuki so bad just because it's one of the first, not one of the first, we have Shohei Otani, but one of the first like kind of stars in a while from Japan that was kind of a guaranteed good. At least that's what it feels like for me. You know, you had Darvish, everybody was assuming him, but Matsui is a comparison he got. But ever since those first two weeks of the season, he just hasn't been very good. And how, honestly, to be honest with you, hasn't been all that exciting. Maybe that's a product of the Cubs, but I'm not going to vote him as tempting as it would be. Um, Mike Yastrzemski has been really solid for the San Francisco Giants. Then you've got guys like Juan Soto, who's been awesome, although a little bit down by his standards. And to be honest with you, some sad vibes from Juan Soto this year. Just because of all the trade rumors and whatnot. Schwarber has been solid, but um, man, it's tough. But I'm going to actually go with Jack Peterson as one of my second picks here. Um, I'm going to do Acuna, Jack Peterson, and I think you have to go Mookie Betts, guys. I think you have to because he's been unbelievable, and he seems to to step up every time people are forgetting about him, right? Every time he has a quote-unquote down season, which is like a four-and-a-half war, right? Because of his defense and everything uh, and the fact that he's hitting home runs at an insane clip. He's slowed down a little bit recently, and I think that you could make a case for our boy Jerickson Profar. I love to see him in the game. Uh, for sure. I think it'd be a really nice moment for a guy that was a former top prospect that was derailed by injuries and shoulder stuff, like kind of right out of the gate. Who knows what he might've been. He's being a really productive leadoff batter for the Padres. He's walking a decent amount. His walkout to strikeout rate, I believe um, at the time this recording is like in the top eight among all outfielders. So that's really good. He puts together mostly productive at bats, although he occasionally forces a swing at some low pitches every now and then, which can be frustrating, but hitting for a decent amount of power. I would not mind if Padres fans were like, screw it. I'm going to vote for my guy in this case. I don't always like doing it when it's like, we're just going to vote, you know, Grisham. You know what I'm saying? Like we're just going to vote Grisham or, or Jake Cronin. It's just because we love him. I think that Profar actually, you want to be homers, not a bad pick, but for me, I've got to go with Mookie Betts. He's been amazing. Not to do any Dodger loving, but also to do some Boston hating. Boston, good job. Um, DH, really quickly, let's run through that because I'm running out of time, actually. Um, oh, man, this is an interesting. We could go Luke Voigt here if we wanted to. Um, Garrett Cooper has been awesome for the Miami Marlins, but I think it's going to be Harper here. Uh, for sure. He's exciting. He's fun. 316. He's following up his MVP campaign. He's been great. And I think is no longer underrated. And then for me, no doubt, Jordan Alvarez, one of the most fun players to watch. And he may be an Astro, but he doesn't have that same level of, um, of what's it called? Of, uh, of like baggage, right? This isn't Alex Bregman who, you know, inconspicuously, what's the word? Um, just randomly, ever since all the cheating stuff came to light, he's struggled mightily on off-speed stuff, especially breaking pitches. Go look that up on Baseball Savant if you want. So, Alex Bregman, are we sure he's good? Good player. But are we sure he's great? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But I like that uh, Jordan Alvarez is kind of free of all of that. We're just enjoying that this guy might be the next David Ortiz, right? He's so much, so much fun. 
I think he's great. But at the same time, I actually forgot. I forgot about this, but he's going to make the all-star team no matter what. But I forgot Shohei Otani. Duh. Duh. Oh, man. But I just think Jordan has actually genuinely been super exciting. And that Otani, a little bit of an MVP slump, per se. You know what I mean? In terms of as a hitter, he hasn't been quite as amazing. But still, the strikeout rate as a pitcher has been awesome. He's still uh, really fast. A little bit of a decline in his speed. 91st percentile in spring speed uh, last year, and he's around the 70th percentile. Still, he's cracked, bro. Shohei Otani is so cracked. Like, it's insane that on top of pitching and hitting, he's also fast as heck, right? Like, that's deserved to be in there. If you want to vote him, no problem. But I just think Jordan leading the team with the 17 home runs and with a swing that's just consistent. You know, he's never, he just knows what pitches to swing for. There was a little bit of a scary point in his career when it was like, oh man, this guy looks like he's being fooled by off-speed stuff. He adapted. And like I said, doesn't have the baggage of being an Astro. He's the one Astro that's very easy to love, right? And I imagine that the guy starting for the American League is probably going to be Justin Verlander. He certainly has reasons to be hated, right? I don't feel the same about Jordan Alvarez. I just love the guy. Your daddy, as people call your bomb Alvarez, all the different nicknames that they give him. I think he's great. Um, and also for the record, um, instead of Harper, Connor Joe, just for the story, the fact that he's a batting average and on base guy, uh, I think is really cool. The testicular cancer that I talked about with Paul Holden on Friday's episode and being swung to like eight different teams. He's also in that profile range where if Rockies fans want to just ride out and be like, you know what, this is, this is just our guy and we like him. He's an amazing story. Uh, then I would absolutely approve of putting Connor Joe on there. Cause at least there is reason. him. he's been a productive player and it's not like he's a max Muncie with a six twelve OPS. Who's been really slow out of the gate. Who's hitting one fifty. Don't go Homer on those type of guys, but Connor Joe, Absolutely deserves it. So just to run through really quickly, guys, my picks. Although, to be honest, I might submit the Connor Joe pick. Um, for the American League, at first base, I've got Ty France. Then at second, Jose Altuve. Third base, Jose Ramirez. Shortstop, Tim Anderson. And again, I know that there's some some stuff coming out about him at the time of when I've been recording this, so that's not great. Uh, at catcher, Jose Trevino of the Yankees. Outfield, Aaron Judge. Julio Rodriguez, because I love the speed and I just love his smile and his swing. And he's just fun. Like, I'm sorry, sue me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's been so fun. And George Springer has been one of my favorite players for a while. George Springer. And then Jordan Alvarez. And then in the National League, how many Padres made it? Unfortunately, just one for now. Although I did approve of voting for Mr. Jerickson profile, if you'd like to. Pete Alonzo of the Mets at first base. Jazz Chisholm at second. Manny MVP. Machado at third base, Francisco Lindor, Puerto Rican power at shortstop, Wilson Contreras at catcher, outfield, Ronald Acuna Jr., Mookie Betts, and Jock Peterson. One, because Jock Peterson has been good. Two, because he's part of one of my favorite stories of the year with the fantasy football thing, which was objectively hilarious. And three, uh, when he called himself a bad you-know-what last year. That's right. Lockdown's kind of, you know, they've been cracking down on us. They want us to monitor the language. If you young ones, maybe, or if parents are listening to your your young ones and whatnot, I'm going to tone down the language. Although I haven't been that bad, but for the record, I want to do that for you folks. And then at DH, Bryce Harper, although I was very close to going Connor Joe. Honestly, I would have gone, ooh, I kind of want to go him anyway. Ah, screw it. I'm going Connor Joe. Yeah. Over at Just Baseball, you guys should check out a site that I contribute to. Uh, our buddy, our guy, Jack McMullen, has been leading the charge on the Connor Joe thing before the season even started, before we knew he was going to be good. 
He's literally tweeted at the meme, we are all witnesses. And it's the picture of Connor Joe over the LeBron James uh, picture. But anyway, guys, that's what I think for the all-star stuff. Obviously, pitching isn't something that fans can vote on. So what would I be doing? Obviously, he's going to be the top vote getter. And for the American League, I actually think it, I'm going to vote for Nestor Cortez as my top vote getter. But I think that um, Shane McClanahan, quietly, deserves a little bit of love. Don't get me wrong. I don't like to hype up the Rays. It's your fault that more people don't necessarily know about your players. You don't hype them up enough, and then you get rid of everybody immediately and don't spend any money. But even still, McClanahan, I mean, the the walk-to-strikeout ratio, the the fact that he's producing ground balls at such a rate that you're either hitting a ground out or you're striking out against that guy, he deserves probably to be the, the best pitcher. But Cortez with the mustache and just how out of nowhere he is, like a 37th-round pick, he would be batters included. I actually think one of the top vote getters. I would say if I was voting just personally, my top three favorites out of all the all-star stuff this year, I'd say or top four, top five, maybe let's do top five. I'd say my number one would be Manny Machado. Number two would be Francisco Lindor. Number three would be uh, Nestor Cortez. And number four would be Jazz Chisholm. And then probably number five would be maybe Julio Rodriguez. I don't know. And that's just... Oh, obviously Musgrove too. You guys get my point. Those are like my favorite players right now. But with that all being said, guys, hopefully you enjoyed this fun little uh, just excursion, doing my personal picks for the All-Star game. You go vote ahead too. It is just an exhibition game, so don't feel too pressured. And don't worry if people are like, you're a moron because you said Profar instead of Jock Peterson. Whatever. Just trying to have fun with it. Um, In terms of tomorrow's episode, you can look forward to me talking about Mr. Joe Musgrove. That's why I didn't talk about it too much today. Talking about my latest piece that has been live over at JustBaseball.com. Just check out the site. It should be on there. Talking about how good he's been for this team and what a potential contract extension could look like and whether or not the Padres can afford it. So all things Musgrove on tomorrow's episode, guys. But with that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow me on Twitter at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O, at L-O underscore Padres. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My fiery faithful homies, take care.